This is The Coolest Show brought to you by Hip Hop Caucuses. Think 100%. It's the coolest show you know. Keep the culture connected. It's the coolest show you know. In your ear, yeah, respect the expert level information, entertainment, education. Rev here, we got you covered as you hit your destination. Climate rules everything around me. Cream. For those who lost focus, close your eyes and just dream. Open your third eye, now the world is your off. Coolest, coolest show you know. It's the Hip Hop Caucus. Hey everybody, this is Rev Hewitt here at the ninth annual HBCU conference in my home state of Louisiana, uh, in New Orleans, not too far from the greatest city in Louisiana, Shreveport, Louisiana, which is the best city, one of the best cities. Second one, the second. See, I'm sitting here next to Breon Robertson, who's also from Louisiana. Hey, Breon, how you doing? I'm doing good. Well, I start off that way. Where are you from in Louisiana? I'm from Lake Charles, originally born and raised, North Lake Charles, God support. What's up? What's up? So that's my hood. No, nah, well, tell, tell, people about, tell people about Lake Charles. I know Lake Charles because there's a lot of industry. Yeah. yeah, a lot of petrochemical facilities. Yeah, um, so Lake Charles is a very unique city. Um, we're kind of like right in between Houston and New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So a lot of people kind of, you know, pass by us, either trying to get to, you know, any of those cities. Um, we have a very nice uh, university, McNeese State. Um, we're known for our food, but we're also known for our industries. We have a huge build-out of petrochemical and LNG uh, industries in our city. And, you know, it's definitely really hurting us in a lot of ways, especially since the last three years after post-Hurricane Laura, Delta, and every other weather-related we event we've had in between then. We're going to get to that, because that's, mm-hmm. that's key. Um, before we get to that, who is Breon Robinson? Um, so Breon Robinson is a 25-year-old black female from Lake Charles. Right. Like I said, born and raised. Um, I've been doing community work a long time. Um, my mom, what? she's a civil servant. Yeah, we're doing more than 26 years. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> my mom, she's a civil servant, a civic servant. Um, she um, works for our parish. So she's been doing stuff all her life and all the time she's been working um, in local government. And then, you know, when she kind of has stuff that she does, she used to just bring us, but now it's kind of like turned into us actually just wanting to go with her. That's good. So that's where like the community service and just love for the pouring into my community kind of came from. And then after that, I just saw like, okay, I want to like live here, not you know, all my life, but I do want to be able to have a better Lake Charles for my kids to grow up in, my grandkids to grow up in, and, you know, generations ahead. So that's kind of what, like, jump-started me. About, like, three and a half years ago, I did my first event during COVID. It was, like, a voter registration pop-up event. So we had a parking lot. Um, We still kind of did COVID-friendly because, you know, social distancing. We had different vendors have, like, little pop-up sets. But before you could go and shop, you had to register to vote or you had to show proof that you was um, a registered voter. So that's kind of where I went into there. And then after Hurricane Laura is when I got more involved and kind of understood a lot more with environmental justice because... You know, we dealt with a lot, especially with a lot of climate-induced um, storms and weather events, and then realizing that a lot of the things that come out of those industries is what creating all of this stuff. So that's how I've gotten where I'm at today. Yeah, that's, that is amazing. So for folks who don't know, who was your community then? Describe Lake Charles. 
And um, well, actually, take a step back. What's the best food I like, Charles? The best food? Damn, that's hard. Not gonna lie, that's hard. It, it ain't that hard. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just joking for y'all. It's, I want to say. No, no, it's that. But go ahead. Okay, so okay, let's start. Uh, just uh, gumbo. Okay, so don't judge me, but I'm not a gumbo girl. I don't. I don't like the smell. Um, I'm just. It's just not something I like. But Pastor right. Henderson's in Lake Charles has the best gumbo. Okay. What I've been told. Um, a lot of people who crawfish. Have it, crawfish. Now that's hard because crawfish. Everybody kind of gets it from the same people. Sometimes it just depends on how you like season it. Jambalaya. How they prepare it. Jambalaya. What are y'all good at? We good at everything. Yeah, I just said three at, things. Okay. What do you mean you're good at everything? Okay, we're good at sauce. <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all have heard of sauce piquant, but it's like a gravy dish where you add all these different types of meats. So some people add meats that are a little extra than most people eat, but as country people eat stuff that's off the road. Not me though, but them. So we have this sauce. Okay, full, full stop. Have you ever ate anything off the road before? Yeah, but they cooked it. Like, like what? Um, raccoon. Y'all country, country. We country, country. Okay. We Zodico, we do all that. Uh, go on now, so you gotta say. We, we do it. So I ask you, who on, is Brianna Robinson? You gotta say all of that so now. We do it. We do it. Our boots on and all that. Come on now. Y'all going out there eating we do the all rac that. raccoons? Ain't safe in okay, Lake but Charles. I'm not gonna eat it no more. Somebody didn't tell me that it was raccoon. They was like, eat this. It's some chicken. Oh, and okay. I was like, this don't taste good. And they was like, it's raccoon. I was like, don't do that. Okay. Don't do that again. But pretty much sauce pecan is like that. It's like a gravy. You'll put like some meats in it. So like turkey neck, deer. Sometimes people put other stuff in it. Um, regular chickens, other different sausages. You kind of boil it and mix it together in like a black pot. I don't know if other people from other places use black pots. But it's something you have to have here in Louisiana to cook anything. And then you put it over rice and you just eat it. I love it. I love it. And it's called what again? A sauce pecan. Sauce pecan. You got to say that slow for the folks who are not from Louisiana. pecan. That's for sure. Actually, depending on how long you're here, I have a friend from Lafayette. He might make one this weekend for the LSU. I'm going to tell you, I don't want no sauce pecan. I was about to say, look, I'm going to let you taste <laughs> I'm a tell you right now, I'm not eating no sauce pecan. <laughs> are you vegetarian? <laughs> well, if, if I was, I would be now, Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> not you it's not going to have no deer or nothing. Oh, Brianna, I'm not, I'm not eating no raccoon. Y'all country, country. It's not going to have Listen, no raccoon. Listen, I'm sorry. Babe, it's not going to have no raccoon, though. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh-uh. I'm, I'm going to go with chicken and gumbo. No, I'm good, Brianna. But we do have this one place called Daryl's Po' Boys. It's like everybody swears by it. It's this college, like, deli. They make the best Po' Boys. The bread is super, super moist. They put mm. like this jalapeno mayo okay. on it. We, now we, now cheese. we, now we talking. You get so many different varieties of melted cheese. You can get a surf and turf po' boy. You can get a shrimp po' boy. You can get um, a roast beef po' boy, and it's like. No, so now we talking. So I should talk about that because I think so. There's a there's a a beautiful thing, and I'm I'm teasing you of the country aspect, but there's a beautiful thing being from the country, right? Oh, it is. It, it is. is. But it's also sometimes industry thinks that country means that your community is the path of least resistance. Yes. So then how do you, because you're working with Healthy Gulf, you have your voter registration, how do you organize people that are far apart, right? Sometimes you just can't go like door to door to door. You have to like drive. And it's tough. It's very tough. How are you organizing um, that in, in that environment? So, like I tell people, we're groomed to really go into those industries, like, by the time we're in school. 
a lot of times those industries are partners in education for majority of our schools. Um, they work with our school board very heavy. Um, a lot of like the feeder places like our universities and technical colleges, they now have centers to you know, move people into those industries to work. So Lake Charles and even Southwest Louisiana, we're kind of like, we push children in it early, just showing them like, this is how much you can make. This is what you can live. This is how your life will be if you decide to work for those industries without kind of like revealing like, okay, this is what also can happen to you. You could catch, you know, cancer by this time. You might not make it to a certain age, you know. You might not make this much money. And also too, um, a lot of people like to boost on how this helps the economy, but what I've learned um, from just being an adult and just doing research too as well within my time here in this environmental justice you know, uh, work, a lot of the people that do work for those industries are not from our community. Mm. And so many people can say the same in so many different other communities. So even though they are trying to push us in that direction, they still don't hire us. We kind of just like mm. left for like... You know, dirt. Where'd you go to school? Um, so I went to Xavier for a year. Okay. I didn't like it. Okay. Um, we had an all-girls dorm, and we had to share community bathrooms. So that wasn't my ministry. Um, but I'm at LSU currently. Oh, okay. So you went, you did one year at a black college. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. And then you're LSU. That's good. Yes. I'm at LSU online, though. I can't do, like, in person. No, I get it. I get it. No. Too many people. I would love to go to HBCU. It's just hard with... Sometimes I don't. They don't have like the opportunities to do online and expand like programs as fully as other PWIs, and it sucks. It's underfunded. I understand there's so many reasons as to what it is, but I do appreciate, you know, a lot of the HBCUs that we do have here. My mom, she is a Grambling alum. Um, okay. I have friends who went. That's like, my family school. Oh really? Yeah, my family. Wow. Yeah, like Grambling. So she went to Grambling. That's what I'm saying. I was born in Shreveport, but I was. I grew up around Monroe yeah. and Ruston. So she yeah. went there for her master's. She actually loved it way more than her um, undergrad at UL. Okay. But I have friends that Monroe, have, uh, UL Monroe? No, ULL. Okay, Lafayette. okay, Lafayette. So she yeah. was there for USL. Yeah. But um, I have a lot of friends who went to Southern. I have a lot of friends who, who, you know, went to Gremlin. One of my sisters, she graduated from Spelman. So, you know, I do have, like, a surrounding... It's a school like, in D.C. called Howard University. Oh, yeah, I know about that. It's a good school. Check I it actually out. thought about going there. Uh, yeah, good. I was just like, do I want to go that for? Yeah, it's a good school. Do I want to go that for? It's now I thought I, I wish I went that for. Yeah, I have a friend who's at the medical school. <laughs> he's, I think, in his last year actually at the medical school. I think he's in plastics. Oh, actually. good. So, actually, yeah. the 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 board of the direct one of our our board members for hip hop caucus okay. is actually. Um, teaches at the medical school. Okay. Yeah, awesome, shout out to awesome. Roger As a matter of fact, they have an amazing podcast, right? Um, called Official Ignorance, dealing with deaths in custody. This okay. little side, little commercial there. I'm going to ask him about that. Yeah. Like, if he yeah, can make Official me Ignorance. Because he's from Dr. Roger Mitchell. So. It's one of the Hip Hop Caucus other podcasts. Oh, wow. But actually, on this podcast, the media says about petrochemicals. Mm-hmm. What do we got to do to stop petrochemicals? It starts with just informing people and educating people. A lot of people are ignorant for their own reasons, and a lot of people are ignorant because they just don't know. You know, they're just thinking, like, these flare-ups are normal. Let's go on with our day. The way the water looks and tastes sometimes, it's just normal. Let's go about our day. Also because it's been normalized for so long in our region to where it's just normal. People are okay with dirty water, dirty air, dirty everything else. So it's really about educating. I always tell people, 
we have to kind of get out of this violent, like, verbiage of, like, threatening people about this. Explain that. I, I think I know where you're going to with that, yeah. but explain that. So, you know, people use certain types. You have to be very mindful with how go you say Go ahead and say it. Go, go ahead and say it. So people, you know, say these things that kind of could... It starts arguments like, this is how I'm feeding my family. This is how I'm doing this. This is how I'm doing that. And we understand we all got to feed our family. We all got to eat. But, you know, we want to inform people that if this is what you decide to do, we all have free will. Just know that this is harming you in other ways than you think. You're being exposed to all of this every day you go to work, minus me being exposed to it going outside every now and then whenever I decide to go, you know, sit outside on my porch or something like that. So informing people, like, these are the health effects that's going to be affecting you working for these industries, living by these industries. This is how it's affecting you. And just letting people know, like, there is a way, like, out of just the entire, like, understanding of being okay with petrochemicals. There's a way out. You can get out of it. And you don't have to be out here just like protesting and you know yelling at people, but just knowing and also educating people. Knowledge is power. Letting people know like this is what's going on. This is how we could stop it. That's like the first steps. Then afterwards, getting your politicians and lawmakers involved. They, we literally, we pay them because they get paid through our tax dollars, but we also elect them. So you need to ask these hard questions. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? From there, like, you know, see, like, is this person who should properly represent me as a citizen? Or is this just, you know, someone who's in it just for whatever, like, gain they're trying to get? So let me ask you a question. I agree with you. Diplomacy, I agree with you on policy. Mm -hmm. I agree with you on tact. Mm -hmm. 100% agree with you. But I also understand anger. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I understand anger because a I lot just, of people have been upset, well, taken from well, it. Well, let me, let me give you a, not, let me put you in, let me just bring that home for you. Mm-hmm. You're sitting in a chair right now, a nice chair. We're, you know, we're here at the HBCU uh, Climate Change Conference mm-hmm. right here, and, and so it's a nice chair. If somebody bought that chair, knowing that the fumes from this chair would cause me and you to die within a year, and we're sitting in this chair. And then we find out later on, they just wanted to sell a chair. But me and you sat in this chair. And now we did. And now we're going to die. How would you feel about that? I would feel mad. I would want people to be upset about it. I would want people to. You'd be outraged. I would be very outraged. Because you're 25. Yes. It's like I have a life to live. Well, you only get one year. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of somebody's greed. That's what's happening. Yeah. And it's a lot of angry folks, especially in my community, I will say. We have a very huge, it's, it's a lot going on. Like I said, um, we dealt with Hurricane Laura in 2020. Then a few weeks later, we dealt with Hurricane Delta coming right back on us. Then we had the um, ice storm Uri, which was very huge because you have people who are probably five, six months into still trying to get their homes together from two devastating hurricanes to then have an ice storm come about and bus pipes flood homes again, you know, mess up things that have already been trying to, you know, make the works into getting back together. Then you have a historic 100-year flood where it's, you know, flooding people's homes again and, you know, flooding people's cars and having kids walking through um, 
inches of water trying to leave schools and having to leave school at 1 a.m. because the water goes down and then you have tornadoes and all of this stuff. So you have a people who are still trying to be resilient through all of these weather-related events that have happened because of climate change. And then they're dealing with the petrochemicals and it's just like, they're angry. No one's here to listen to them. No one wants to listen to them. And when we do have people who do come to listen to them, you know, they try to like monitor like how long you can speak, what you should say. But it's like, these people have never been reached by, you know, officials from like, sometimes state level and even federal level. So when we're given the chance to talk, you know, I expect these people to have full front attention and, you know, are mm -hmm. able to speak what, whatever's on their mind. And it's not like that. So outrage is definitely something that we all deal with through our trauma and through our PTSD from everything we've dealt with in the last three years. So I have a couple more questions for you. You do a lot on voting, right? You have an organization. Mm-hmm. And what's it called? Uh, the 337 Vote Project. 337 Vote. What's it called at? Um, so I'm from the 337. Um, it started off as just like a local organization just because we realized after the hurricanes we had a lot of people still displaced and we still have a lot of people displaced. But a lot of them didn't know like, hey, you could still vote for Lake Charles, but you can't vote in Lake Charles. You can get a mail-in ballot, you know. You can do all types of different things to still have your vote count, but also to let them know you, you have power in your voice. All of these things can change through you, and it starts with you. So to just empower people who have been, like, who have felt like their power has been taken away so much through so many different things, just letting them know there is power in your voice, and you can feel empowered again through just one little simple task that takes five minutes. So if you can talk to people, we have a campaign called Respect My Vote, Pepper mm -hmm. Caucus. It's one of the longest hip-hop voting campaigns, so... Please, we should look at. We should cross check. Yeah, we should definitely cross check how sure. we how we can work together. But if you can speak to your peers about voting, this is your time. This is your moment, Brian. We gotta vote, y'all. We gotta vote. We have a very big election coming up on Saturday. Um, not only is it like governor, secretary of state, and all of that matters, but local elections matter. Let me tell y'all, local elections matter. They matter the most right now because it starts locally and depending on who we put in there locally is depending on how stuff gets done on a state and federal level. Mm. And that's the best way to say it. That's well said. Okay, uh, last question for you. Um, so I was gonna ask you a question about food, where the best, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna oh, digress. Let's, come on, let's no, 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 I'm not gonna digress. I'm gonna ask you a hip hop question. Okay, what's up? I love hip hop. I used oh, to yeah, write. I actually used to be a music writer before I got well, into this. Well, that's what's up. You know, the producer for this show is named Cross, and he's actually produced, he actually is an Emmy-nominated hip-hop music producer. Oh, wow. He's Ooh. a, he's a, yeah, he's, he, Ooh, he said Grammy. He broke through the third wall just to say that, too. Ooh. He, Cause I can, cause I can edit it. He wrote. <laughs> Look, he said Grammy. He wrote. He said Grammy. Put some respect on his name. He said, <laughs> Put some respect on his name. <laughs> he broke through the third wall. I hope all this stays in the conversation, too. I'm making sure it stays in there. I'm taking, make I'm talking, sure, I'm talking look, longer. So you got to make sure people know. So he can't, know. he can't edit this out. You got to make sure people know. Well, thanks for throwing him out there. That's definitely. I don't know, that is. But he's a Grammy, not, I, he's a Grammy. Tell, 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 tell me the EGOT. Try to get him there. If he get the EGOT look, I'm going to be like, I know somebody at EGOT. <laughs> I know an EGOT person. Yeah, well, we got, you know, Grammy nominated, right? So we, can, we have a, so in that, then all right, so hip hop. So who, so who are you rolling with? Who's, 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 who's your top five? Damn. 
I feel like I'm on the spot. You are the spot. Um, <laughs> this is the spot. Is this not in no particular order? No, nah, we want orders. Okay. I want you to think this one through. Wayne. Definitely Wayne five. is what, 505 or 1? One. Okay, one. that's easy. I grew you're up from, Wayne. Yeah, you're from Wayne. Louisiana. I grew up on Wayne right. from the Squad Up mixtapes when he was with the Hot Boys to now with his, you know, yeah. Okay. Um, Wayne, well, definitely Kanye's number two for sure. Kanye's two, okay. Kanye's number two. Um... Andre 3000 would be number wow. three. Wow. I wouldn't have saw from Kanye to Andre 3000. I like I, I like the jump, though. I My dad, um, he worked in the music industry. Um, Everybody loses anywhere in lot. the music industry, actually. I have a really, like interesting, I, no, I have a really <laughs> interesting background. Like, my grandfather, he actually, um, he's from Brooklyn. Or no, he's from North Carolina, but he moved to Brooklyn. Then he moved his family to L.A. to become a screenwriter. So huh. um, he had credits with the... Uh, NAACP Image Awards, like when it first began, yeah. he did a lot of production work with that. Um, he wasn't credited, but he helped write um, some material on the original Car Wash. Um, he wrote what Wally Amos's like autobiography because wow. they're really good friends. Yeah, so I kind of come from a family of creatives, music lovers, things like that. My dad kind of jumped on. My dad worked in radio a lot before he passed away. So um, he put me on to OutKast. Like, OutKast was like our favorite band growing up. We would always listen to their albums and just vibe out. So every time, like, OutKast comes on, oh, every time everyone yeah. speaks on OutKast, I'm just like... That's like, shout out dad. Yes, yeah. gotta shout out this. So yeah. definitely Andre 3000. So that's number three. Um, number four, Juvenile. Juvenile, okay. Juvenile. I tell people all the time, BG is my favorite hot boy, but Juvenile just has straight hits, straight hits. Um, number cool. five, though, that's hard. I would say Jay-Z. I'm not really a big Jay-Z fan, though, like that. He's like, I, I respect his music, okay. but he wouldn't be on my top five. But I would say Jay-Z because okay. cool. Watch the Throne is probably one of my favorite albums ever. All right, fine. I, and I'll give you a bonus because you should have a bonus. Yeah, one woman rapper. None or? Trina? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, X has been a good one. You know Mia X? Yes. Actually, I love Mia X. Let's switch that. Mia X. Uh, I say. And yeah. she's a Capricorn. So, yes. Yeah, let's do Mia X. And she's also part of Hip Hop Caucus. And, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, always down. Yes. We do our annual uh, Katrina commemoration. Every, next year, next year, actually be 19. You have to mm-hmm. be 20. And then, yep. Yeah. Matter of fact, when you, Katrina happened, you were... I was in second grade. Yeah. My cousin actually came from New Orleans. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. So I have family here. Um, my mom's godfather lived in the east off Crowder. Um, they were like her mom, so my grandma and them, they were friends since college, and they just... Everybody's kids was godparents, and you know mm-hmm. they all kind of just like created like a bond, and we're all family now. But for Katrina, they came down. I was excited, but I wasn't excited they had to come down for a storm. I didn't know also the like multitude of what Katrina would be and how long they would be here, because you know hurricanes. We're used to getting up, packing, you know, going to hotel. A few days later, you go home, you see what's going on, and then you know you clean out your freezer and you go back to normal. But Katrina was like. Completely different. So I was seeing my cousin like with us for more than five days. But um they came down, he ended up going to school with me and yeah. Yeah. And now you're fighting for climate justice. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah, full circle. It's a lot of full circle moments. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of full circle moments for sure. Wow. Well Brianna, thanks for being on the coolest show. I'm happy. I feel so cool because I'm on the coolest show. That's what's up. 
That's Freon Robinson from Lake Charles. Yes, the 337. 337. And I am Rev Yearwood, your host of The Coolest Show. Thank you, Riyadh. Thank you so much, Rev. Like what you heard on this episode? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Follow us at Think 100 Climate and at Hip Hop Caucus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit thecoolestshow.com where you can take action for climate justice right now. You can also learn more about this podcast and donate to Think 100%, which is a non-profit project. Thank you for listening and all power to the people. It's the coolest show you know. It's the coolest show you know.